This is AWLS, Podcasts on Wilderness Medicine, from the University of Utah School of Medicine. This is Richard Ingebretson from the University of Utah School of Medicine. Uh, today we're going to talk about a, an interesting case. Uh, this is of a, a lady about uh, three years ago. Uh, who said that the rash she had on her body started rather suddenly. She said the itching was much worse at night. This 57-year-old woman was from South Carolina, although she had been traveling in other states in the United States Southeast. Uh, At nights when she got into bed, she said that she had to lie still because as she moved around, the itching would get worse. Uh, She put gloves on at night to protect herself from her own nails because she would itch so much. It helped until the gloves apparently uh, tore off and then she would scratch herself even when she was asleep. Uh, She had an itch initially that was on her stomach um, and then slowly um, uh, over the next couple of days moved around so that it was almost on her entire body. Uh, So uh, as this began to be worse, she called her doctor. She assumed that she had had an allergy of some sort. The doctor examined her and told her that she had hives, and prescribed her uh, a steroid cream to put on to the areas where there was the rash. This didn't help at all. Um, The the hives were really just driving her crazy. So she went back to the doctor, and this uh, time she was given a week's dose of prednisone, and then uh, that doctor referred her to the local allergy and asthma doctor uh, in the area, not knowing what it was. Well, the new doctor looked at the uh, rash and assumed, like the first doctor, that this was just a very bad allergic reaction. So he gave her a higher dose of uh, prednisone and gave her uh, a prescribed dose of antihistamine to take each day. And all of that helped, but it only helped a little. She took as many baths and things like avino creams and things, uh, which also helped, but it didn't get rid of the itch and it certainly didn't get rid of the rash. Basically, it was very uh, unrelenting. It moved around, but never uh, went away. Sometimes it was on her arms, legs, uh, but it was always on her stomach, her back, and on her legs. Allergic reactions are caused by the release of histamine from uh, the mast cells uh, in our bodies. Antihistamines are the you know the mainstay of treatment for those, uh, and uh, uh, antacids like uh, famotidine will also help with blocking this kind of release of histamines. Uh, Prednisone uh, is also a good uh, allergic reaction inhibitor, and they put this uh, lady on as high a dose of those as uh, she uh, could be on. She was given uh, higher doses and returned, and again, none of this worked. So the question then became, what is this, uh, an allergic reaction that is responding to not only to normal therapy, but to uh, uh, very high-dose therapy. There are a lot of uh, autoimmune diseases that can cause uh, chronic hives like this, and of course, each one of those uh, was considered. So now a more detailed investigation as to what could be causing uh, this very mysterious rash was undertaken. Most often when people get a rash or have uh, a reaction like this, the the cause may never be found. But now the cause of this had to be found in order to find out what was causing this rash, which had now persisted for about three weeks. 
with a very close medical care. Uh, there are some autoimmune diseases that can do this, as we stated, but they really considered that this might be a food allergy and that she might be eating something that she was allergic to. A lot of times, well, really most of the times, these occur in children. And usually the reaction comes immediately after the food is ingested. So the link between food and a, a reaction is very rarely a mystery. You'll eat something and almost immediately have a reaction. But in her, uh, there was uh, nothing that she had eaten that was new. Uh, there was no reaction right after she ate. However, there was a new reaction to food that had come out oh, in, the la in the very first part of this century. It is an allergy to meat, specifically to animals that have the cloved uh, uh, hooves. Uh, many people have this allergy report. Their uh, worst symptoms happen in the middle of the night, usually after a meat-filled dinner. They'll eat dinner, uh, uh, go about their nightly duties, and then in the middle of the night, then that is when they're, 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 they would get the reaction. So on this lady, uh, that is what they did. After test, it was determined that this uh, lady uh, had an allergy to uh, specifically that they tested to red meat. So um, this asks a couple of questions. Why in a wilderness medicine podcast are we talking about a food allergy? Well, this is a very particularly interesting allergy because most food allergies are triggered by proteins. She is allergic to red meats and was allergic to a sugar, which is an extremely new entity and a new disease. The reaction is to a galactose, galactose alpha 1,3 galactose. Uh, most people just call this alpha-gal for short. This is a very common sugar. And the reaction to the allergen takes hours, sometimes many hours, not minutes or even seconds to appear like a protein will. And strangest of all, this allergy is triggered by a tick bite. In the United States, it is almost exclusively the Lone Star Tick, found predominantly in the area where she lived and had traveled in the southeast. This is the main vector. In other parts of the world where this new allergy to meat is being discovered, and now it's been reported on every continent except for Antarctica, other ticks are involved. Alpha-gal syndrome was first recognized in the early years of the 21st century when a physician noticed that an allergic reaction to a chemotherapeutic drug containing galactose alpha-1,3 galactose or alpha-gal were much more common in the southeast than in the rest of the country. That suggested an environmental trigger. Then, in 2009, a group of allergy specialists at the University of Virginia noted that some of the patients developed symptoms ranging from hives to anaphylaxis when they were exposed to alpha-gal in mammalian meat. Two years later, that very same group linked that allergy to bites from the Lone Star Tick. This disease is now becoming uh, uh, far more widespread than anyone had ever predicted. Uh, so, back to the patient. Did she remember being bit by a tick? She did. She was bitten by a tick, a Lone Star tick, uh, not long before the rash started to develop, uh, 
when she had visited friends in uh, Tennessee. She and her husband ate meat most of the days following that. So what happens is a tick, and the most cases in the United States Southeast and other countries will feed off of a mammalian uh, uh, source, get the alpha-gal sugar, and then bite a human who then becomes sensitized to that sugar so that when that person eats meat, they will have an allergic reaction to it. So the in this patient, the idea was that they would give up eating meat, which was difficult because they ate uh, a lot of meat. So they waited, but they didn't have to wait long. The patient very soon reported that after being completely off meat for less than one week, the rash and the hives were completely gone. And in fact, they almost completely went away within the first uh, day and a half. So for the first time in a long time, she was completely high-free, itch-free. And also important, she was able to go to sleep. So as time went on, and the months turned into over a year, she returned to the doctor and asked if she wanted to be retested to see if she had that allergy. Because th that allergy to that food will go away over time, usually completely gone within five to seven years. He could monitor the levels, indicating whether her allergy was there or not, or, and, or, and then she could try eating meat again. But her answer was pretty clear, no. She thought that was a pretty small price to play for the ability not to itch and be able to uh, sleep at nights. So the Lone Star Tick or other ticks are very hungry, and they're always looking for a new host. Ticks live uh, typically close to the ground and will quest by putting their uh, rear legs out on a leaf or a, a, a branch generally low to the ground and grabbing on to the prey as it walks past. The Lone Star Tick is one of five uh, species of ticks uh, that have medical importance to humans that uh, can spread the alpha-gal syndrome. In the United States, the species migrated up from the southeast United States and is now found all along the eastern coast and portions of the Midwest. Um, the female Lone Star Tick is usually identified by a little diamond-shaped shield, which typically has a white dot, therefore alluding to its names. Ticks can be active all uh, years, uh, but they can go months without feeding as part of their life cycle. Um, all ticks have diseases that, that they can carry, and the Lone Star Tick are no different. All ticks uh, can carry a disease, and in fact, uh, some ticks uh, can carry two or three different diseases in them. A lot of those diseases take two or maybe three days of attachment before the disease will spread into a human. Most often, it can be 24 hours. That is why you want to do uh, frequent tick checks, because if you get the tick off you before it has time to uh, get its blood meal and before it has time to spread the disease, then you don't need to worry. Now, not all Lone Star 
ticks will cause, or any tick for that matter, will cause the allergy to red meat or the uh, red meat or the alpha gal syndrome. Um, the bite, uh, which can take the sugar molecule called the alpha gal sugar into a person's body, uh, doesn't always go in immediately. So again, frequent tick checks are important. Uh, when the person becomes sensitized to that sugar, if they eat anything that has the alpha galactic sugar in it, which includes some chemotherapeutic drugs, they will develop uh, this reaction. So the best way to prevent from getting uh, alpha-gal or any of the other syndromes is to prevent a tick bite. The, the actual number of diseases or entities that can inflict a human from any of the many uh, types of ticks uh, ranges uh, somewhere around 20, and that number keeps going up as new entities like alpha-gal syndrome uh, is discovered. Some of these are viruses, some of these are parasites, and some of these are bacteria, and some of these are just, like this one, syndromes, which um, uh, cause this incredible reaction to meat. And it is becoming more prevalent uh, with many with the cases now numbering up into the thousands uh, in, in the United States as this tick is proliferating. So when you travel, it becomes important to note that yet again, uh, we have one more tick-borne disease or entity that we need to watch against. So um, the best method is to keep ticks from biting, such things as uh, insect repellents uh, that are common, such as DEET or uh, the insecticide permethrin. To avoid ticks, you want to tuck pants into socks and boots, uh, regular tick checks, and uh, keep anti-tick products on pets because pets will bring ticks into the house and in uh, close contact uh, with um, uh, people. So if you're bit by a tick, uh, remove it by just grabbing it at the, uh, the tip of it and pulling it out. There's a lot of uh, talk that if you don't pull it out correctly or if um, you do it incorrectly, part of the, head, the tick that people say is the head will be left in. Well, you have to know a tick doesn't have a head. It has a little poker called a hypostome. And if by chance part of that remains in, it is of little, uh, if any, consequence whatsoever. The main thing is to get it off quickly, and, with, and so you need frequent tick checks and um, to make sure that you don't get bitten uh, in, in the first place. So um, this new alpha-gal syndrome is the newest identity identified, uh, uh, but it is not the only one to look for. But if after a, a trek into the backcountry, uh, you suspect that there is uh, an allergy now to meat, it may have been that the you or uh, your family or the person you're working with uh, has developed the alpha-gal syndrome. Well, this ends this podcast on this new uh, wilderness medicine disease that is found by the transmission, primarily in the United States, of the Lone Star Tick, but in uh, other ticks in other countries of the world. And as always, we thank you for listening.